0: Grazie Episode 76 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John, I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting-Balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, changing the game. John and Jeffrey talk about what rule changes they'd like to see on the pitch and off to improve the sport. John, what's happening, brother?
1: Well, I'm assuming this has escaped your attention because it's quite a minor thing. But, um, Jeff, I I have a question for you. Okay. What What color is North London tonight? I believe you will find
0: that North London is a very solid shade of red tonight after we broke our duck at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, finally. Oh, yes. Yes. Arsenal wins the North London Derby. We we have swept Spurs bar any sort of uh, cup, comp, you know, bar meeting in the FA Cup or something. But, yes. Oh, my goodness. Martin Odegaard's goal was
1: magnificent. Oh, it's a thing of be One end of the pitch to the other, sweeping into the corner. And we were, what We were the width of a post away from the goal of this, possibly the goal of the season from Tom Tom's party. Oh, yes. What oh, God. He I, a I was post oh, on that. Even though yeah. and, and we also had proof that Hugo Lloris is about as reliable as the proverbial chocolate saucepan because th- his technique for that. The the own goal or you know Saka's goals as it should be as my fancy team will tell you it should be was appalling yeah. it was on the back foot he was not in a position to do anything about that shot really it was terrible
0: uh, Arsenal legend Hugo Yoris, yes
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um you know all I can say is that yeah it, it, this has not been a good week for Hugo considering he also you know uh, bowed out of the French squad earlier this week.
1: Indeed. It's, yeah, it, it's a guy, he, he's coming to end in his career. They, they were going, okay, yeah, this guy's played in two World Cup finals. They're going, yeah, he's played in two World Cup finals and conceded five goals in those games. So, you know, it's not saying that much. I was I mean, he, he did win right. a World Cup. At, at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, thanks to, uh, thanks to Pogba and Mbappe and Benzema and all those other players at the French side, the goal scorers. But anyway, he he did win the world. He has a World Cup winning medal, but he is not anywhere near your top class in the Premier League. He is not, you know, Edison. He is not Allison. Frankly, he's nowhere in Ramsdale. You yeah, know, right? And Rams again had a good game today. Let's mention at the end of the game today as well. Rich Carlison, a cheap shot merchant as always Mm -hmm. there. And and then,
0: and then a Spurs fan jumping the fence and appears to kick. Aaron yeah. Ramsdale in the back of the head or just on his back, one of
1: the two. It was on his back by the look of it. And yeah, and then did you see the co- the the cowardly, comedy way? He just tried to scramble right back up the stands. Oh
0: yeah, he he's going to get nailed. I mean, he was caught on camera, so he, he's yeah. going to get nailed.
1: There, there's no way he gets away with that. It's stupid. It's, you know, it shouldn't happen in the game. And, you know, Gary Neville's... <laughs> I don't agree with him that often, but the word idiot was used... Oh yeah, you know,
0: unilaterally. I mean, you know, Lee Dixon, Peter Drury, you know, Tim Howard were all blasting this 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 idiot. Oh, yeah,
1: had to be, had to be. So but, you know,
0: I, I hope he I hope he appreciates his, his his lifetime ban from football grounds for absolutely.
1: pulling this bullshit. And, but uh, but the the big thing, eight points clear, and we're not even at halfway yet.
0: I, I, well. Some clubs are at halfway, <laughs> others are not. It, it's it, yeah. this season is completely facockeda in, in that respect. Yeah,
1: absolutely, um, like
0: Fulham. Yeah. Fulham is uh, Fulham has actually played twenty match. Have you know it's match week twenty and they've played twenty games.
1: Yeah, whereas most most of them think are on eighteen or so. So, hence, yeah. next next episode, guys, that's our half term report. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we're but, yeah we're we're doing our our yeah we're doing our midterm. Report uh, late uh, late this year because Which, of course yeah. you know thanks to the Queen and the World Cup so yeah <laughs> blame them not, it's not, it's our, not our fault blame them
1: <laughs> yeah because yesterday Man United beat Man City thanks to and I I will say this a combination of absolutely smart, brilliantly smart play from Rashford and Fernandes and football's offside rule being absolutely screwed. You might want to hang on to
0: that for our main
1: topic. Oh, ever so slightly. I think we're going to both be mentioning this here. Oh, yes. um, yeah, Yeah, uh, because, you know, uh, if you haven't seen it, and I presume you have, Casemiro plays a ball through clearly for Rashford, right into Rashford's path. Rashford is offside and oh it's not wait a minute he didn't touch the ball though he didn't touch the ball but the defender the defender is playing him the defender cannot make a play on the ball because rashford is it would be in his path i know he's behind the play but the the rules rashford Rashford doesn't touch the ball Uh, there's no offside if he doesn't touch the ball that's uh, that's the rule right it is it is And I'm I'm just saying, the rule is an ass. It's and I was the rule an ass when it's
0: actually being applied correctly.
1: Oh yeah, I said the lawmakers are at fault. That I said the referee. I have no problem with the referee. In the players, again, might be Man United, but I've got to say, great thinking by those two. But
0: yeah, I mean, let's talk Rashford's footballing intelligence by knowing he's offside and doesn't touch the ball keeping yeah. it in play, and that's a legal goal for Bruno Fernandes. I, yes. I, I don't see the problem with it.
1: Well, the, the problem is he, Rashford is affecting play without, without having the ball. Casemiro does not play that ball without seeing Rashford's run because that ball is very, very clearly played for Rashford. So he is affecting play without touching it. So uh, that's where the, it's the same thing as – so, a similar thing to Mo Salah's goal last week against Wolves where the, the ball is played across and because because most Salah is stood behind the Wolves defender, the Wolves defender has to make a play on the ball. But, because the Wolves defender makes that play, Salah, who is offside, is not offside. It's like... I mean, so, yeah. okay. <laughs> Again, the, the Lord... I, I, in both cases, I don't see the
0: problem if... Neither Salah nor Rashford touched the ball. They're not offside,
1: technically. No, 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 no. I, I, I have a problem with the way the rule is is written and is composed.
0: Okay, all right.
1: I have no problem with the way it was applied, with the way the players used it, because that is absolutely legitimate.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. Fair but enough.
1: I, I do have to say, as a Liverpool fan, I who's you know who's had two seasons of ninety-five plus. Well, Points which have not been rewarded with a title. Why the fuck did Man City choose this year to blow up? Come on, guys!
0: You, you might to <laughs> be asking yourself, why did Arsenal choose this year to <laughs> to? Uh... Well,
1: and see, there is something on like that, and, and that is that Arsenal, and I, I think what you're seeing as well, the clubs who've come back from the World Cup, you know, the players who who basically had very very little break. At all between you know September twenty one and now, what we're seeing is the clubs who had fewer games last year are prospering because those players are not you know looking like refugees from they shoot horses, don't they? You know this is you know, this is a wow that's a reference ah <laughs> oh, deep
0: cut wow. Um you know here here's my hot take. I, I mean, yes, Arsenal are eight points ahead right now ahead of city. City and Arsenal have played the same amount of games because haha one of the delayed games was an Arsenal versus Man City match, although oh, yeah. we have one of those coming up uh very shortly uh in an FA, in the FA Cup um after we take on united on sunday which who <laughs> that that's gonna be that a fun could, that, that that's gonna be a fun one now
1: <laughs> that could put you in contention for the title it could and but no one no one saw that coming at the start of the season
0: but all i'm gonna say is that right now i think it's fair to say that right now it is way still way too soon to call who's winning what but still if anyone had given I, I, including us, if anyone had given Arsenal an eight-point lead over City at the halfway point of the season, we would have called you liars.
1: Totally, totally. You, you wouldn't. I, I would have said that Arsenal would be top four because I think I said I probably said I expected Arsenal to be top four this yeah. year, but you know, I, you don't expect Arsenal to be quite as good as they've been. And Arsenal have been superbish. They are, have been not only a good team, you know, on, in terms of results. They're a good team to watch. They're they're a oh really my God, like God, a good their, their
0: football is fantastic. I mean, yeah. Jesus, I, I mean, I mean, we're hearing talk as you know, is Aaron Ramsdale the the best keeper in in England uh, as of right now? <laughs> yes.
1: I would, I would argue, he's the best English keeper. But I, I would, but I'll, you know, I can go either way on that. Well, but yeah, yeah. You, you know, so Martin Odegaard living up to his potential that we that we all knew about, you know, when he was fifteen and stolen by by Real Madrid. It's yeah. looking Saka might well be the best English player out there. I know Rashford's having a good year, but.
0: Yeah, amazing how Rashford is just improving end on end. What now that Cristiano Ronaldo isn't there to to fuck him over?
1: Yeah. I, Ma- I think, amazing. I think, yeah, I, I think we'll talk about this more in the uh, in two weeks time. Here, yeah, we but, will.
0: We will because we but, yeah. we do have some other shit to get to. Like, um, I, I, is Chelsea just looking at who Arsenal's going after and then just goes and grabs them?
1: I I think that it's a case of Todd Bowley, how do you pronounce his surname? Bowley? Bowley. 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 Just basically Googling players and, you know, oh, linked to whoever, yeah, we'll offer millions of them. They are handing out long-term contracts. I am hoping, (laughs) I I, I heard that
0: They're kind of getting looked at for financial fair play, and I really hope that that's the case because...
1: Oh, oh God, they should. See, half the thing I'm wondering about the contracts is, you know, the value of a player is amortized over, you know, over the length of a contract. And for amortized, for those of you without accountancy qualifications, it means the cost of a player is kind of reduced year on year depending on how much is left of his contract, you know, so... Say you bought someone for 50 million, you're paying them, you know, two, you know, say a million a year wages, then they'll be on the books for 55 million, and then that will decrease by a million each year or a million, and however much of the transfer fee has been paid off in the year. So, say 10 million plus 1 million. Uh, so, their the value would go down by 11 million each year. So, I, I presume that these huge long contract so basically an attempt just to spread the cost over so much time that it bypasses by natural fair play it's either that or he's trying some nfl contract shit
0: which you know i i know he he deals with i mean he's part of the uh the los angeles dodgers which different sport than Absolutely. either of the two that we've mentioned but um yeah so anyway you know what it, it, it's whatever we'll we'll you know what? I think we're doing okay. Chelsea currently and I do stress the word currently in tenth, even after their win today. They they started in tenth. They stay in tenth. They, they probably won't win. stay there, but uh, yeah, Europe looking definitely unlikely for next season.
1: Oh yeah, and, and, and for at least one other club that I won't mention here. <laughs>
0: um yeah, uh how, how 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 are the how are the, the, the Liverpool
1: well the the absolute see the worst thing about yesterday about what will what liverpool being absolutely hammered and deservedly hammered by brighton wasn't the actual scoreline it was the fact that everyone i talked to me myself i just went we are going and we are going to get a hammering at brighton because you know if you if you watch the game, even slightly, if you have any slight comprehension of football, you can see that Liverpool's midfield is abysmal right now. It has... I, I know there are injuries, but still, th- there's no running in it. The press has gone completely. The shape is all over the place. It's not, you know, it's not getting the ball to Thiago to, to distribute. We We are not threatening teams with that. And you could see, you know, you've got... Caicedo and McAllister there, and you're going, they're going to have a field day. And lo and behold, they had a field day because they did not have any players who could stay with them, who could run with them, who had the energy to compete with them. And, you know, Solly, Solly Marsh, he, you know, he must have thought, he must have thought, is it, i got for a time warp again here, it must be Christmas again, <laughs> because he had such fun out there. Yeah, you we know, we made him look like a world beat. That, that
0: was uh yeah, that was that was some that was a performance by Brighton. You know, I,
1: I can't fault Brighton one bit. Not in the slightest. And and, and let us not I'd say anything about Liverpool performance, all credit to Brighton. Full, absolute credit. Because they went out, they played the game and they utterly, utterly deserved that win. So Liverpool We've we've got issues, and you know in the oh, midfield. We,
0: we will talk about them at length because, oh boy, I, I I actually cannot wait for the midterm grades.
1: Oh yeah, I, you have well, got some
0: you've got something coming, buddy.
1: <laughs> listeners, allow me to say that you know we're we're doing this on on a Zoom call here, and I can see Jeff's face as we're doing it, and let me just use the phrase shit eating grin. <laughs>
0: Uh there haven't really been any huge transfers. Uh well, besides, you know, Mujeric, but we already talked about that and we talked about uh Ronaldo last episode.
1: Yeah, and and I G- don't want and
0: oh and Gakpo, so yeah, I don't really want to go over those grounds again. I I so let's move on to other uh let's move on to other leagues in which uh we have another a 9-point lead at the top of Serie A. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Napoli. Eight Nine points clear of AC Milan whooped Juve 5 1 on Friday. Holy cow.
1: And that, I think, is how you define a statement win.
0: Uh, indeed. However, that was not the biggest win in Italy this weekend. Go on. Uh, today, Atalanta with an 8 2 over Salernitana. <laughs>
1: Oh, shit, I would have loved to have seen that
0: one. <laughs> Ooh, boy. And you know what? The the odd thing is, there were only one player scored multiple goals. Uh, Adamoa Lookman had a penalty in the 20th minute and then scored 54th minute. There were no hat tricks involved in this. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Napoli have to seriously screw up at this point of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean you have a look at what's it Milan's front line, but that they finished with when they were struggling to a two all draw with Lecce here. Divuk Origi and Olivier Giroud. My god, the Premier League five years ago is back. <laughs> it's a time war, baby. It's a yeah. wow.
0: As we're talking, Roma just beat Fiorentina 2 0. Uh Paolo the Bob. Both those goals. Uh ten man uh uh Fiorentina, I might add.
1: I, but, through, you may have gotta be regretting that in Ballo surely. Uh just,
0: well, just... you in third and Roma's in seventh, but only three points separate them.
1: Yeah. But Pelde uh, so. Bala, Bala goes for basically a two year loan deal on Cristiano Ronaldo. Jesus. Uh, well,
0: what do you do, other than other don't than, yeah, other than make better other than make better footballing decisions? Uh, <laughs> <They> incidentally, <know. laughs> incidentally, there is still a winless team in Syria. A. Uh,
1: oh no! Rooted
0: at the bottom, Cremonese no wins, seven draws, eleven losses, including a relegation six-pointer against Monza, who are Eesh. who are actually now clear. They they are actually doing pretty well. They're in twelfth on twenty-one points, so maybe it wasn't necessarily a relegation six-pointer. Yeah,
1: they, they're, they're look at you. know so they've only got a goal difference minus nineteen. Yeah, they're not getting thrashed out the park. You know, most weeks. No, in fact, they they it was a
0: three-two against Monza, but but at the same time, uh, Sassuolo, Sassuolo are seven points clear of the drop, but they're hovering.
1: Yeah, I mean Sampdoria. You know, for those of us with. Memories of the nineties and how good Sampdoria were there. Mm. Oh, that that's just awful to see. You know they, the the bottom three are in Sierra, They are just <laughs> away. Yeah, Hell, Hellas, <laughs> Hellas
0: Verona are not good either. It turns no, out
1: nine nine points. You know, I, I suppose you know Sampdoria played fewer games, but still mm. they are they are nowhere near, <laughs> and they have the worst. Goal difference of that. Oh, yeah,
0: oh S- Sampdoria have a game tomorrow away at Empoli so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh live update from France.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh PSG has just lost 1-0 against Stade Rene.
1: <laughs> wow, that's two losses in a row for PSG,
0: isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh somehow Gianluigi Luigi Donnarumma the man of the match according to the Fought Mob app. Okay. uh, Yeah, if you say so, (laughs) my guy.
1: (laughs) Okay, and uh, yeah, don't forget we have the Spanish Super Cup uh, today as we record as well.
0: Oh yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, did you see Monaco thrash Ajaccio, or however you pronounce that? uh, Seven-one.
1: So yeah, it's kind of good to see Monaco back after you know breaking up their team led to them. Falling away drastically. Yeah.
0: By the way, did you see the other bit of news? The the other bit of relevant news out of uh, out of League One. Uh, which one would that be? Uh, tenth place, Nice have sacked Lucien Favre.
1: Uh yes, indeed. You did mention this. I was just like, "What? Why?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh Meanwhile, in Scotland, we have a League Cup final set and it is an old firm derby
1: what a surprise i know it's shocking yeah it, it, you get you know it, it's the annual scottish cup final between the old firm <laughs> that's not
0: true we won this we we won the the scottish league cup last season uh against uh i think it was hibbs actually
1: no it was Hart, <laughs>
0: no hearts it was hearts i'm sorry
1: did you play rangers along the way
0: yeah we did
1: yeah, there you go. You have yeah, to. Yeah, your- I just
0: pulled. I just pulled a. I just pulled a Roman Roy there, confusing hibs and hearts.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's it. I'm it. I'm letting you off that just because it's funny. <laughs>
0: you still haven't watched Succession, have you?
1: Uh, I have not, but um, for, for that confusion, I'm sure that a friend of the podcast and publisher of my books, Mister Stuart Douglas. Will be around your house shortly.
0: Well, I'm more worried about Irving Welsh because he he does actually live in Chicago part of the year, so I'm I'm a bit more worried about him.
1: So that makes no sense because it's a shit winter whichever way you go.
0: Which yeah, which he's probably not here so (laughs) right now, but I I know he had at least in the past uh, lived uh, part of the year in, in the Chicago area, so.
1: If you just go to that door behind you right now, there is at the door for a surprise visitor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, the last old firm derby is prompting my uh, one of my bits on today's topic. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Stay tuned for that. So, uh, John, if you hadn't heard the uh coaching situation at the us men's national team is a, in a bit of a kerfluffle right now
1: and i don't know uh-huh. if you've heard
0: about any of this
1: i i have not seen this
0: so uh long story short i think we 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 knew i think we've, we we may have even discussed about this that there was some drama between uh coach greg burhalter and uh giovanni Reyna of um of uh of uh, Borussia Dortmund.
1: Yes indeed, I, we did cover this last week. I think they, it was a, a fairly gossipy thing, isn't it, that uh, about incidents 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, so what's
0: what's it's come down to now is that now it seems like uh Reina's family has dug up some dirt on Greg Berhalter. Uh, related to an an incident of violence uh, about 30 years ago in 1991 uh, against the woman that he would end up marrying and still is married to today. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, we were not on for that sort of thing, but when this is getting used as retaliation for not playing their 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 kin. In the World Cup, this is uh, this is buck wild.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's no no condoning it at all. But the, it, it's it's what a single incident thirty plus years ago.
0: Yeah, which again still isn't great. It, it's not no. good at all. Uh,
1: I but, but that's, that's it, more the present. And as he said, he he's clearly learned from that. And changed his ways. And mm-hmm. no condoning, because it is appalling. But yeah, it should not be a political football at, at all. Oh, it Absolutely should... not.
0: But here we are. This is These are the times we live in, and it, this is the drama, and we don't know who's leading the USA right now, because nobody knows what the hell <laughs> is going on.
1: No change there,
0: then. <laughs> well... Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> oh boy. Um so, as you mentioned there is a uh, as you mentioned there is a uh there was a an El Clasico today. It was in the Spanish Supercopa which is the in, in Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, jeez.
0: So, I mean, is this even really <laughs> is this even really an El Clasico?
1: It, it's equivalent to the community shield, isn't it? Let's face it.
0: It is. But, you know, here we are. And Barcelona did win 3-1. Yep.
1: Against a pretty much full strength Real Madrid side as well.
0: And furthermore, it should be pointed out that, uh, that uh, yeah, uh, Barcelona are top of La Liga. Three points clear of Real Madrid.
1: Yep, they have they have more points than they have euros in the bank. Frankly, well, you know, uh, well, well one one will lead long. to the other, as we found <laughs> out.
0: Oh yes. So, uh, one, but anyway, yeah, congratulations. It's whatever that was. The, we we all know what the real derby match was this weekend. So, <laughs> and on that note, um, the uh, the Arsenal women's team we're in a 1-1 draw with defending champions chelsea at the emirates today
1: at i I can't find playing at the emirates when it's available is absolutely a a brilliant move we will not talk about the man united the liverpool women's game today
0: oh we won't (laughs) well why why is that john
1: (laughs) i I take it because you've seen the scoring that man united
0: Oh, oh my, go- oh, yeah, woo!
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Woo! six different goals. Oh, well, good news. Liverpool scored once, unfortunately, into their own net.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was six nil, absolutely brutal. Ooh. And shows you the exact level of the two sides at the moment.
0: Uh, by the way, uh, there were tributes uh, to Sam Mead, uh, or Sue Mead, excuse me, um, Beth Mead's mother at Sunderland and Arsenal today.
1: Uh, that is classy. Yeah, uh, it's
0: Sunderland women. I should point out. Yes. Anyway, yeah, uh, Sue Mead passed away. Uh, and yep, yep. So, so uh, our condolences to Beth Mead and her family. Hundred percent on right that behind. point. So. You know what? I'm sure we're missing some sort of news thing going on. You know what? We've had quite a bit already.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, but we're back into the football season, you know, and we haven't even got the Spanish league season or the German league season restarting. Yeah, the Bundesliga yet.
0: isn't even back yet. So, yeah, once once that ramps back up, yeah, I guess they, I guess the the Bundesliga just decided, you know what, we're, our winter break, yeah, we're just gonna extend it this year. <laughs> Which, you know what? awesome
1: i i haven't it's entirely sensible (laughs) in a way that the premier league and other leagues are not
0: yeah yeah because they decide that we have to have our boxing day fixtures you
1: know no you friggin don't we have to have basically the the (laughs) christmas schedule for the entire rest of the year yeah
0: Yeah, yeah we're gonna see uh yeah we're gonna see some fun injuries coming up i'm sure
1: Well, yeah, and by fun um, I mean heinous. Well, you can already say, and it's Virgil Van Dyke's gone already. So, and there you go. Well, (laughs) it's it's
0: it's uh, it's the season. Virgil Van Dyke is out for an extended period of time. It's
1: two months. What?
0: (laughs) You faded out there. Say that again. He's out for two months. Oh boy. Well, (laughs) so's
1: Gabriel Jesus. So you know this this is it's you're going these guys have been playing every minute for club and country for how for you know a year and a half a high pro the, it's, they're going to break down it's you know it, it's not bloody stuff. even machines if you overwork them like that they break down that's why you gotta keep that's why you gotta down. keep even, them
0: lubricated
1: yeah even even the even the fittest peak of the career footballers are not going to be performing at their peak function, are going to break down. Well, so, we
0: still have... Uh, yeah, well, uh, as we've mentioned, next episode is going to be our, our Premier League uh,
1: half-term grade, so... Uh, but, but in short, fuck you, FIFA, fuck you, Premier League. <laughs> fuck you, every <laughs> bastard who keeps adding uh, games to the calendar time after time without thinking of the players. Yeah,
0: but you know, some we got to make some money somewhere, right?
1: <laughs> Everyone's got to pick them. Everyone's got to have their share.
0: And on that note, we have today's topic: changing the game. John and Jeffrey talk about what rule changes they like to see on the pitch and off to improve the sport. Please stay tuned. <laughs>
1: Better wear gloves, don't say no names We'll get away clean if we rub it properly Carry tools that chop down trees With our hands on these, no need for spinach Big strong boys eat all their veg But big bad boys might steal your dinners Yeah, Couple man here lost their head Duck feds, they lost their pet Drown the tool down the drain Lost an arm and Some never did get revived Do a big you never meant to kill him who knew you could die from a slit in the And we're back with the second half of episode 76 of the Bursting Balls podcast. Tonight, for your entertainment, we are gonna tell the administrators of the game why they are wrong. We, John and Jeffrey, are going to tell you changes that would massively improve the beautiful game. Jeff, oh, yes. let's go. That's
0: right. Yeah. We've had it. We're, 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 we're throwing our, we're, we're, we're planting our flag. We're, we're, we're drawing the line. This is it. Uh, so we, we've gone through and we've, uh, dec- all decided, uh, we said five amongst ourselves. It turns out to be four, but two of them are two parters. So it counts as five as far as Absolutely. I'm concerned. Um, these are basically just things we'll we, rule changes and other things outside the, you know, in the, uh, in, in the sport that we like to see to improve the game uh, after long consideration. 100%.
1: So, uh, uh,
0: so who wants to go, John, why don't you go first?
1: All right. Well, the first one, I think it, it, it's a very, very obvious one. I'm going to say we need to see financial fair play enforcement massively improved.
0: Oh yes, that 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 is a given.
1: Because we're, what we are seeing is clubs with lawyers and with the notes of hiring on staff the people who put together the FFP rules. No question. Why have you got that Man City here? Huh? Hmm? Mm. See. So,
0: I mean, keeping you, in mind that they were pretty much also written by Roman Abramovich, too. So. Oh,
1: well, they, they, they were written by the people in charge. This, the, the FFP has constituted, keeps the people at, who are already at the top at the top. And it is not healthy for the game. I know I've done it because anything done with the best intentions is always going to be pulled apart by vested interests. You know, we know that. PSG are not going to give a monkeys about FFP. Man City are not going to give a monkeys about. You know, Man City. I think we're in. They're, they're in the fourth year of an investigation into it, the Premier League, and no, no. nothing there. You know, you're talking, and they keep winning. You know, titles. They keep winning titles because over a 38 game season, it is difficult to compete against the squad as stacked as Man City, and frankly. Up till this year, only one team has done that in the last five years, which is, again, not healthy for the game. So far. So far. (laughs) Here we go. Two teams. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, an independent body needs to be enforcing this.
1: Yeah, and when we say independent body, the clubs do not get to say who's – they don't get to approve who's on it.
0: Yeah, well, neither they should UEFA, Honestly, I I think that this is a th- a matter for like the the CAS to approve yeah, uh, who who like you know some sort of accounting accounting C firm.
1: Absolutely, needs a you, look you at this. This to the CAS. You give this to the CAS, and their decision, whether we agree with it or not, is binding. That would be a healthy thing. Take the politics out of it as much as possible.
0: Yeah, well, in as much as we can in you know late stage capitalism, because of course capital yeah. will always side with capital. So,
1: and obviously fuck the capitalists. on so this
0: <laughs> indeed. Uh, on a related note, my first point is you know I would like to see, especially after you know now that we've seen you know Chelsea spend six hundred million, I think. Yeah, I think was, I've been... in, including this this transfer of Mudrick. um, I would say you know what I think it's been long since. Past time that we have some sort of transfer cap instituted, mm-hmm. as in, as in, uh, teams are only allowed to spend a certain amount of money for players per season. And if you go over that, tough shit.
1: The, the, I mean, the thing that gets out of me, how do you enforce that on a worldwide basis?
0: You know, well, I mean, this would be a FIFA rule, this would have to be a FIFA rule. <laughs>
1: It would have to be a FIFA, but ha- yeah, it, it's just a case of how they do it. And I mean,
0: the, the transfer window is enforced by FIFA.
1: Yeah. That, is, that, is that's a
0: global rule. Why can't this be a
1: global rule too? Is it enforced relative to clubs? And the other thing, it should not be a way for clubs to not pay players. I don't know about transfer caps because I think transfer caps are kind of a false. Figure. What I, I would go is the wage.
0: See, I thought about a salary cap, but then as you mentioned, I mean, different leagues are worth different amounts of money.
1: Yeah. And I think it would make it a lot fair a lot more interesting. For instance, right. You but- would have you okay. would have say Dortmund be more competitive. You'd have Syria are becoming more competitive again maybe. And you would stop shit like Barca have pulled where they cannot, you know, <laughs> they've screwed right. the numbers, actually.
0: Right, but I will remind you, we spoke about a salary cap once on this show as a as a topic, mm-hmm. and we basically came to the conclusion that it's unenforceable.
1: Yeah, and I th- I think that would almost be the same issue with the transfer cap.
0: See, I don't think so because I th- I think with a transfer cap, now we could, you know what, we could institute a salary cap along with that, um, maybe. But I very specifically said a transfer cap because the because FIFA could regulate the prices for players that way.
1: Yeah. I, I, I believe it was, it's, and, it's a case of you can only spend so much relative to your income. Right. That, but I don't think that it should be the case. I think there
0: needs to be a hard number.
1: And yeah. And and all, that hard right. Need to be, reviewed, I think, you know, obviously, well, with, obviously with I, mean, I, I don't have, I
0: don't have all the ins and nouns and specifics. I mean, we're just two schmucks talking on a podcast. But oh, yeah, yeah. you know and and you're the you're the accountant and you're the accountant here. I'm not.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Look, my dad's in the kingdom, my wife's in the kingdom. I dodge that shit, buddy. <laughs> I did not get away. Right.
0: But also, let's keep in mind too that when you do a trans when when you see the transfer fee, the player does not get that. That's when they are discussing the personal term. Well, that has nothing to do. The, the 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 price of a transfer of a player does not account their salary.
1: No, but it does count the agents itself. Oh yeah.
0: Well, okay.
1: <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's yeah. And to a certain degree, I think agents need to be better regulated as well as a as, as a slightly different thing.
0: As a, as an aside, yes, I, I yeah. totally agree.
1: But yeah, we, we can come to that one. Yeah, so I mean, but I mean that that I mean
0: that, you start from there, and then you could we can you know hammer out the details. But again, you know, this is yeah, just perfect. two schmucks on a podcast talking about what we would like <laughs> to see. So
1: we we ain't got details, but yeah, yeah, alrighty. My, uh, and the rest of mine, to be honest, are all on pitch stuff. Is all on pitch stuff. Two part, my two part thing here, as Jeff put it, we we both have two two different things, which are two part things, and both of mine relate to the offside rule here. My first one, I would give attackers an advantage with the offside rule. I, instead of saying any part of the attacker being past the defender, if there is any part of the, the attacker level with the defender, I think the attacker should be onside. Cause then when we're, we're not talking shit about t-shirt lines, same thing. Any part of the attacker that can play the ball. So if his foot, you know, his, his shoelace, whatever is in line with the defender. He can make that run. That gives you a little bit of a... It opens up the game a little. I would entirely go with that.
0: Yeah, you know, I I, I never understood this whole t-shirt line thing anyway. If the, it, it, I mean, does that account for handball too? Does, is above the t-shirt line no go for handball? Because if it isn't, then why is it being counted for offside? If it is, okay, yeah. fair. If it is yeah, accounted absolutely. for... but. You know, we have, you know, as we've seen, we've we've seen, you know, it looks like players' arms have been adjudged for for offside, and you know, amusingly, we saw someone's ass get be the defining <laughs> line for being offside too, which I thought was, I, I don't remember what game it was, but
1: it was, Ooh, it was, was recent
0: it was, and it was hilarious.
1: I, I think Sadio Mane's ass was offside against Everton a few a couple of years ago in the Merseyside side Darwin <laughs> and got, got a late winner at this time. Literally, it was it was the the tip of his the cheek, you know. The, <laughs> it was offside, and it just got a link when it disallowed. Oh. But <laughs> and, yeah, but yeah, the
0: the and you know clearly also we need officials who actually know the offside rule because the 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 application of the offside rule is as nebulous as how it's written, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and this is where my second point will come in. And, and it, is, it is partly down to yesterday's uh, Manchester derby and it, you know partly down to Liverpool versus Wolves in the cup. And I'm not on about the Mateo Nunez thing because Mateo Nunez was offside from cameras later on. The Mo Salah, uh, again, Mo Salah in an offside position had the ball played towards him. And the Wolves defender knows Mo Salah is behind him but doesn't know if he's quite, quite offside or not. And has to make a play on the balls. The Wolves defender plays the ball and it falls to Salah. Salah sticks it away. Marcus Rashford, Casemiro plays the ball towards Marcus Rashford's run. Again, very clever that for Rashford and very aware of him not to touch the ball. But those players have affected play by having the ball, the ball would not be played into that position without them being there. The offside rule needs to account for an attacker deliberately taking advantage of that offside position.
0: Mm, I mean, you, you're going to have a, a hard row to hoe on that one, I think. Yeah,
1: but, but if, if a ball...
0: No, I, I agree with the see, first part of that. The second part, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that's right because, again... Yeah. But because ball, I, I, because I think we should be talking about, again, the, the intelligence of Marcus Rashford to not have touched that ball.
1: Oh, I, I totally agree with it. Yes, uh, to say, it, it's, I, uh, it's the lawmakers, as I said earlier, that really pissed me off on this. Rashford, and what R- Rashford and Bruno did yesterday, brilliant. I applaud it entirely. What Salah did to finish off, again, I applaud it entirely. But it seems to me to be exploiting a consequence of the rules that was not intended.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Unintended consequences are always a thing. Are they not? All right. Well, we move on now to my two part. Uh, this is, uh, involves, uh, penalties. Uh, two Um, changes I would like to see to penalties. The first one is I think that they should adopt a similar rule to the NBA, as far as who takes a free throw is usually the player fouled. I think that this should be the case in a penalty in football. Whoever is the player fouled takes the penalty. Now I know that there are also handball penalties that need to be given, and in that case, um, I think you 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 offered a corollary to that. Did you not?
1: Um, I, I did. I I believe. You, you said that the, the person who shot the ball yeah, yeah. that the was who handballed. It. Yeah.
0: Should should be the one taking the, the penalty?
1: penalty. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or what? You know, whatever the case, you know, because penalties are supposed to be given for you know denying a goal scoring opportunity. You know, it, you know, fouling to to deny a goal scoring opportunity. Then why not the person who had the goal scoring opportunity takes that penalty?
1: Do you know what? I am all for cloggers of center halves being fouled at corners and having to step up and take a penalty when they are terrified of it. I am all for I mean, this. I mean,
0: I think it would. I mean, I just think, I'm just looking at the fairness of it, you know? <laughs> and, th- and then we don't have, you know, idiot arguments like we've seen time and again of, you know, two players on a hat trick arguing over who takes the penalty. <laughs> or I'm just would- arguments over who takes a penalty anyway,
1: you know? <laughs> I mean, the the one thing I can see is that if if you get into the last seconds of a game, you you know, and you're under pressure, you if if, if, you know if 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 you know someone is terrible at penalties, if you know you know it's the centre half who stood there, you go, you can kick the shit out of him, (laughs) you know, and there'd be no pressure on it.
0: Well, but as we've seen in the world, as we saw in the World Cup. Look, it it seems like more penalties get made than not, (laughs) as we've determined.
1: But you know what? See, I'm all for this purely for the comedy value. So, you know. i I, (laughs) I I, are a comedy football
0: podcast. Yeah, tell me. (laughs) The other thing I want to change about penalties is I want to adopt a rule similar to what they do in the National Hockey League which is you do not do any stutter stepping. You don't do any fake outs. You don't, you know, stop and, and turn what foot you do. You don't do the fucking moonwalk like Bruno Fernandez comedically tried <laughs> to do against Arsenal and then completely whiffed it. Just, you no, know, you run up, you kick the ball. That's it. You know, in hockey, you skate up, you hit the puck, and, you know, God help you. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) So yeah, that 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 that, that, that's what I want to see change in, as far as penalties go. Because I think I, I I really think that that stutter stepping stuff is is bullshit.
1: It, it, it's it's actually makes it funnier if they miss. Like the Bruno miss was hilarious purely because of the run-up, Be, because we're yeah. still because we're still laughing about it to this day. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we because you can picture it in your mind's eye now. It's
0: beautiful yeah, again. I mean, dude was basically breakdancing up to there and still <laughs> still <laughs> whiffed it.
1: <laughs> okay, my 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 well fourth door. Oh, fourth game, the other was a two-parter. See, I would like a lot more quick free kick. So, you know, maybe it isn't taken from the exact spot, you know. take in five yards. But the way that the game is kind of delayed to, you know, that everyone is allowed to get back in position for the counter-attack, for, you know, for any counter-attack. Defence can get back into position. What a free kick should advantage the team that's had a foul on them. I agree with so, that. I would say players who have the nose to take a quick free kick who, you know, if, if a player's not 10 yards back, you can take that risk, right? You know, right. I, I, I don't like that. But if you see an opportunity and you want to take it, you should have that attacking, you know, that attacking force, should be, to go, to, uh, should be allowed to to should be allowed to take advantage of those fouls happening. It's just like well, common sense, and it would screw Man City up so badly. It would be wonderful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I, I am going to point out that you know you have um, already made. Uh... Several comments about you know, something that uh, Mo Salah did. So just remember, I you mean, know, when you ask for this, it's going to apply to Liverpool too, my guy.
1: Oh, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely for it. It it makes the game better. It makes the game flow better. It gives you you give you a chance. To go shit, that guy's good. That guy's clever. I like that. So
0: my fourth one. Well, I get third or fourth depending on how you're taking this. Okay, this was uh th- this came about due to several games number one uh arsenal versus newcastle which was uh shithousery incorporated to say the least and, and a, a blatant handball penalty was denied to arsenal in that match but also during the old firm game when one uh one rangers player i i forget whom at this point in the box threw his hands up in front of his face a la that time cristiano ronaldo did that playing for Manchester United and the ball hit it and it was not awarded a penalty. So I want to clarify once and for all, what is a handball?
1: Yeah. What, what's the unnatural position here? Cause it, it strikes me, you know, I, I know it's an instinctive reaction to put your hands up, but that should be a handball under the rules. It, it particularly, yeah, because it,
0: you're supposed to hit with your not head. Not. Well, you're supposed yeah. to hit with your head in football.
1: It, take it in the face dude <laughs> sorry it's just football
0: but you know well you know according to alex ferguson that could kill a player
1: <laughs> oh god i remember that
0: uh, uh, I, by, I remember. By, by the way to 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 dave and lee who listen to this show and who are uh, man united fans don't worry i have something i'm gonna knock on uh arson on in my next one so oh, yeah. don't, don't worry
1: Put it this way, I remember um David O'Leary taking a John Blount's free kick plum in the face the season after, you know the the two nil <laughs> because he, he just took one, he was published. It happens. <laughs> I
0: mean, but so yeah, I I, I want clarified once and for all what is a fucking handball.
1: Yeah. Work on it. <laughs> and,
0: and 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 by the way, as you certainly pointed out, uh that was the first old firm derby under VAR.
1: Yeah, it's it surely that should have been sent in the ref to the VAR machine to go have a look at this, make a decision on it. Because well, I, I you know when when all the Rangers
0: fans were were uh, were 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 clamoring for VAR, I, I kind of had to ask why specifically they are interested in VAR. <laughs> and, hmm. hmm. Oh, oh I, I will never apologize for my my hatred of that club, so <laughs> don't even try.
1: <laughs> oh, no shit. Like, more, more
0: so than Tottenham, which by the way, I have a, a news update uh, once we're done with this.
1: Oh, okay, then. Okay, again, this is related to shithousery related to and this is your last one, right? This is my last one, yeah, and it is related to something we saw at the World Cup. Now, the first games to the World Cup. We're all sat there watching it, and you see the, the injury time comes up 10 minutes, 10 minutes plus, and you're going, whoa, what's going on there? And what they done, they taken the timing of the game off the referee, given it to a third official, and when, and the actual breaks in play were timed. So you actually got injury time, which reflected when the opposition had been you know, delaying the free kicks, had been delaying goal kicks, had been taking delay tactics. It meant that time-wasting tactics didn't work. And again, you saw this at the Arsenal-Newcastle game. I remember the Liverpool-Newcastle game when Newcastle were holding out. They were appalling for wasting time at the end there. And the thing, you've seen it so much at Liverpool this year. You, the only thing that happens is, say, the keeper who doesn't take the takes of a goal kick Get a yellow card in injury time when nothing will happen. There are no consequences for time wasting as it stands now. I am all for the game. Basically, we take the timing off the referee. The referee can then concentrate more on the game. Another official can time it. Can look at the can look at the game. And yes, you would see for a short while, ten fifteen minutes of injury time when teams have been wasting time. But in the long term, and you saw this at the World Cup, because those 10-minute injury times really cut down. They, could, you, know, you had five, six minutes. This would deal with the time-wasting, which is poor. Because at the moment, we have, I, I think, this the only team in the Premier League which had the ball, where the, te- the ball was regularly in play for over an hour of playing time, was Man City. 55 minutes for most clubs, it's lower leagues, it's under 50. Y- you are robbing spectators, you are robbing the people who pay their t- you know, pay the money to watch it on TV. The product is vastly improved, as we saw at the World Cup again, by the ball being in play, by dirty tricks being undercut.
0: Now, is that really the case? Because I seem to recall there was a lot more criticism of the long injury times than there were, um, than there was praise for it. And, yeah. we, and, and we have been told for years now that it's, you know, by, by pundits and commentators during Premier League and other games, well, it's no good for them to, you know, for him to be dawdling, you know, coming off for a substitution because that time gets added on now
1: does it help. Well, okay. Answer.
0: So, but uh, John, but I also remember broken, right? I, I also just remember an Arsenal Liverpool game in which Liverpool were given a penalty in the 15th minute of a 9-minute added time.
1: Yeah, there was there were injuries in that added time.
0: Okay. So, you what you're saying is the they're already board, adding they on. Money. So what you're saying is they're already adding time on.
1: Yeah, what what we get is an accurate amount of added time. And I guarantee, as I say, at the World Cup, what we saw was that long injury time. And that injury time, it cut down. It got cut down as the games went on. Teams realised time-wasting was not working. It was only extending the game at the end. They were having to hold out for longer. Okay. So this, to me, is an obvious improvement. There will be short-term criticism, as we saw at the World Cup, as we went, 10 minutes, what the f- is going on?
0: Well, exactly because I thought that was the whole you know thing yeah. about football versus like the NFL is that it's under two you know it's kept to two hours and well okay no it really wasn't because we kept getting you know added time but you know what I'm thinking maybe just maybe as an alternative my final wish on this okay. will be will, will maybe would help and help mitigate the need for. You know the the World Cup length of ex of, of of additional time at the end of a half. Mm-hmm. So, do you all remember when Arsene Wenger made a comment at, at deep? You know, at the height of Mourinho ball, you know Mourinho negative football at Chelsea at the height of this, where he where he was saying that a bonus point should be awarded to any team that scores like a, has has a three-goal adva- like has a three-goal advantage in a game. Basically just to to encourage goal scoring as opposed to the negative football that was in in vogue at the time. Now, I don't know if you remember this or not. It's kind of a, it's kind of a stupid idea when you think about it because not long after that was be- the beginning of the era where Arsenal was starting to get washed by teams by six to one, eight to two, six, three, you know, so that really wouldn't have,
1: uh, not from you know, it did, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, it was, you know, not really, you know, to our advantage at that, at that point, no. because, you know, sports is cyclical and, and, and you know, and, and, uh, and time does march on, you know, as far as, you know, golden ages. However, this is all prologue to the fact that I would like to take one other thing from rugby and apply it to to the beautiful game, and that mm-hmm. is the idea of the sin bin, oh. where you take a if if you have a player who is yellowed, you take him off for a certain amount of time.
1: You you're talking about five minutes or something.
0: Yeah, I mean it has to be proportioned. I mean it's currently ten in rugby for in, in, in a forty-minute half. So I don't know if we have to like uh, keep that as the same or so if.
1: We should, we should point out here that the yellow cards are much less common in rugby than football. If, if you don't watch rugby as a sport,
0: it, it, it's true. I mean, there's a lot of fouls, but you know, there's also more ways to you know deal with a foul in in rugby too. Yeah, absolutely. But I I do feel that there should be offensive... Yeah, I I, I think that it's time to institute the sin bin. And I think you can apply your time-wasting to that, too. Because if if you get a yellow for time-wasting, you're going in the bin.
1: (laughs) You're letting Yeah, I mean, they do
0: it in hockey, it's the, you know, they call it the penalty box, you know, it's called a power play in hockey, but it also only lasts two minutes. But then again, periods in hockey are also only 20 minutes.
1: It uh, it might make play, might make refs more reluctant to issue yellow cards, but then as we've seen this year, who cares about yellow cards when a judo throw on Mo Salah isn't even a fucking foul according to certain refs?
0: Right. I mean, so yeah, I, I think that needs to, and uh, you know, this is somewhere where VAR could step in too. No, oh, maybe yeah. I, I. I and I have seen other people talk about this in relation to like an orange card, which eh, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, our, our orange card is... Yeah, no, it's it's a yellow or red. There is no in-between. Come on, let's face well, it. Well, no, there is an
0: in-between. It's orange, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's moment. good. I Yeah, I don't know about that. But I, I do think it's something that should be implemented in the game. And, be- and, and it may discourage some shithousery, too.
1: So what, we, what we're saying for the Western balls. <laughs> much as much as shithousery can be entertaining we we are we would rather see some good football here
0: yeah i mean yeah some of his shithousery is entertaining but it's only you know when it's obviously when it's against us and no we're we we, we can't be having, <laughs> we're the ones doing it of course yeah we're all for it because of course <laughs> sports fans are nothing if not absolute hypocrites oh, uh, to, uh, yeah as in
1: totally one-eyed <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but, yeah, if uh, you have any rule changes you'd like to see yourselves, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod or email us, uh, bustingballspod at gmail.com. You have been listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash busting dash balls, or the PWOM podcast network, SoundCloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can Search for us on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast. John, whilst we were recording, Tottenham mm-hmm. uh, Hotspur have released a statement after the fan attack on Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, this, is their, uh, this is their statement. Uh, we are appalled by the behavior of a supporter that attempted to attack Arsenal goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale at the end of today's match. Violence in any form has no place in football. The club has reviewed its CCTV footage to identify the supporter, and we will be working with the Met Police, Arsenal, and Aaron Ramsdale to take the strongest possible action, including an immediate ban from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Which is all well and good. I still think we need to be looking into what the fuck Richarlison was thinking when he, you know, uh, slapped yeah. Ramsdale upside the head. I think that needs to be looked into by the FA, I, I, but that's a whole other yeah. issue.
1: Yeah, that's Richarlison's usual shithousery.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I think that needs to be looked at, too, by the FA. But, uh, I mean, I guess we'll be coming to that. And, yeah, good good, good luck to you, buddy. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, John, do you have anything else?
1: Yeah, if uh, anyone knows a reasonably priced top class midfielder, please contact Mr. J. Klopp at L4CMTH. <laughs> and I be feel- <sighs> <I'm> most grateful.
0: <laughs> so, next episode will be the Premier League halftime, half term, midterm grades, as we'll finally have. Most clubs by then will have played nineteen games, some more than others. As we determine. But uh yeah, I mean we have some at nineteen now, a lot at eighteen, and fulham at twenty for some reason. So but uh that'll be uh that'll be the next episode. So until then, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.
1: Good night.